0: Hello, I am Dr. Roz from Scowl Fight for Your Rights. Are you looking to conquer the world but help people while you do it? May I present the solution to all of your problems? The Potaser! Yes, the Potaser is my own personal invention for conquering the world with easy home based electric goods. For just one complicated payment of two medium payments of three easy payments of 19.99, you can donate through Fractured Atlas to Scowl, Lathermageddon, and get your own, very own, very very own Potaser to Conquering the World. All donations that you make through Fractured Atlas are tax deductible, so if you are sick of dodging your taxes, you can just deduct them instead. Once again you can buy the Poteza for one complicated payment of two medium payments of three easy payments of nineteen ninety-nine. And help Scowl, Leathermageddon, become reality! Please be advised for your own personal safety. Please do not buy the potaser. Simply donate through Fractured Atlas. Do not, I repeat, do not buy the potaser. The potaser is not meant to be cooked, eaten, consumed in any way, shape, or form. It is not meant to be utilized in any way whatsoever and cannot be verified as safe by any American administration. Please, please, please do not buy the potaser. Simply send any donations through Fractured Atlas to Scowl Lattermageddon.
1: Is it transphobic? We'll be addressing issues of transphobia and transmisogyny. We may also address issues of racism, classism, ableism, and various other intersectional issues in this podcast.
0: So this is a trigger warning. The panelists on Is It
1: Transphobic will also use strong language. So listener discretion is advised.
2: ashley lauren rogers i'm the creator producer and editor i guess of the is a transphobic podcast i use she her and they them pronouns and today i'm being joined by
1: hi it's aj marioli happy to be here again uh i'm trans filmmaker uh i go by he and him pronouns uh yeah i'm always happy to be here i'm always happy to be a guest on this
2: yeah we love having you so today uh we decided that we were going to do 30 rock now there are a lot of folks that really wanted to talk about 30 rock so we're definitely going to keep coming back to that
1: well yes well there's like eight seasons i believe right yeah or at least seven yeah um yeah
2: maybe six seasons maybe a movie uh this might not be community <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so specifically, we are looking at three episodes. One is in season two, episode 14, it's called Sandwich Day, uh, mm-hmm. as well as two episodes in season four, season four, episode 19, Argus, and season four, episode 22, I Do, I Do. But we're also going to talk a little bit about Tina Fey, uh, a little bit about a couple of other things that inv- that are involved in 30 Rock, but those are just sort of to anchor us to some specific episodes. Yeah. Um. So, AJ... Let's talk about Sandwich Day first, because we were initially talking, and I know that uh, this was the one that you were kind of like, "Hey, this is the one that like." Sh-.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm a I'm I will right now say like Thirty Rock is my favorite show, mm. um, of all time. Like, it is what I go to bed to. It is when it was taken off Netflix and then put on Hulu. There was like two months where we didn't have it, and it was terrible mm. time. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so it is. You know, it's also based within the television industry, which is the industry that I work in, so, you know, it's fun for all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, but with everything, there are problematic episodes, there are problematic lines and problematic people. Um, with yeah. everything, I don't think there, you know, isn't necessarily an all good or all bad with uh, with many, you know, with most things, there's not 100% good or bad. Um, mm. But that I will say Sandwich Day is, for me, one of the more um, derogatory lines that come that comes out throughout the seasons, uh, you know we do, you know Tina Fey does, you know there are you know, f- you, know f- you know jokes about over you know obese people and there's jokes about you know uh, women and men, you know there's there's jokes about gay people. They aren't equal opportunity, uh, mm. you know problems problematic speech. But right. um, this particular one is the episode is. Sam with Jay and essentially uh, Tina Fey, Liz Lemon's boy, ex-boyfriend, um, Floyd, comes and calls her and comes back from Cleveland to spend time with her. And she's wearing this. She knows he's coming, so she wears this beautiful red dress. And they... they the the folks you know at 30 rock put beautiful yeah. lighting on her like the whole thing is just hair. a production
2: in order yeah. to make her look good so that because this was and correct me if i'm wrong because it's been a while since i've watched it all together uh he initially like she called him and a woman answered the phone and she in like an earlier episode or something yeah right? yeah she had called
1: yeah. they had essentially um liz lemon and floyd had broken up he mm-hmm. moves to cleveland She calls uh, to say hello to him, and a woman picks up, and that's the last interaction that they really had, and then he calls her, and he says that he's coming to New York. Mm. Uh, So she gets dressed up and and is looking beautiful, Um, and they spend a night together, and he winds up saying... You know, it's time. Just like, to
2: yeah. clarify, they spend the night together, meaning that they actually have a meaningful time together, as opposed oh, to any yes, sexual yes, relations. Yeah, yeah, they don't have any sexual. Right. Yes,
1: they spend the night together, and they they go on a date and go on a walk in Central Park, I believe. Right. Um. And they have a great time. And he says to her, "It's times like these. I wish I never leave New York." Mm-hmm. They part ways. She goes home. Uh. And the next morning, she's on the phone with Jenna Maroney, her best friend, mm-hmm. and she's looking not so great Mm -hmm.
2: uh yes now just to just to throw this out we uh in order to state it we are probably going to state because there's one specific line which is the whole reason that we're talking about this episode in this context because for the most part the episode isn't like there's okay there's a bunch of stuff but it's nothing like horrible uh but there's one line that liz says as we're talking that's the only reason i interrupted you is because we're getting there so um but there's one line where uh tina faye uses the t slur so we will probably be saying that
1: yeah um mm-hmm. so she's on the phone with Jenna moroni she's um it, looking you know uh, it's early in the morning she has a pajamas on she obviously has you know makeup department has put oil on her face she has mm-hmm. a retainer in she's not looking great <laughs> uh her hair's all mm-hmm. disarray and she's on the phone with jenna and she says He's going to regret the day that he left. And and every time he comes, he brings, the next time he brings home a corn pone tranny.
2: I was going to say, yeah, I wrote it down. Yeah. Uh, next time Floyd brings some corn pone tranny back to his apartment, all he's going to be thinking about is me, standing there in the snow looking like the one who got away.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is an uh, unnecessary, obviously, line. Um, mm-hmm. There's no. Uh, you know, um, there's no trans villain that she's speaking of. Uh, it mm-hmm. kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, and this has been a, a kind of a problem for, uh, Tina Fey and and using the the this, the the T word. Um, mm-hmm. she, I believe it was 2015. She was on the Howard Stern show. Um, and they were talking about, uh, Paris Hilton, and she says, if you look at her hand, she looks like. You know, uh, the T word. Um, mm-hmm. So it's Tina Fey definitely uh, has used this word as a slur, and definitely, mm. I, I don't, and, and again, I, I don't believe anyone is necessarily all good or all bad. I think that Tina Fe is definitely a friend of the LGBTQ community. Um, I think that's, you ways. know, in a lot of ways, yeah. but I think, you know, there are problematic things uh, that she does, and this was her use of the word. Um, of the t-word is as an in insult is definitely one of them mm-hmm. um well let's yeah. yeah because
2: we're specifically focusing on this episode and because we're focusing on it for this let's kind of look at it with a lot of focus like what does that mean because i had to look up corn pone because i had no idea what yeah uh, and ultimately it is a form of cornbread made without milk or eggs uh but when it's used pejoratively like in this like in this way, it's something or someone considered stereotypical of rural, southern U.S. attitudes or attributes.
1: Yeah, so so essentially, mm-hmm. um, your trailer park, you know. Uh, yeah. T-word. Uh, is yeah. What she, so she's really kind of going for, um, h- hitting a couple a couple of things there. And hey, like you know, yeah. as a white person, I will acknowledge that there are plenty of white trash out there, um, but I don't think that necessarily has to do uh with uh the main trans or not right uh, you know so well and, um, and... but there's a very specific look that she is trying to convey there yeah
2: and i i think what she is going for and this is why because i i think why don't we ask a question about this then so that we can kind of get deeper into it is this because there are many people that will say, like, okay, well, they're making fun of a lot of different people in this episode. Why is this different? What makes this feel a little bit more uh, like an attack as opposed to, whether it was intended that way or not, what makes this feel like more of an attack than, because, uh, like, throughout the entire episode, there's a bunch of, like, weird insults that are going on because of the sandwiches. Yeah,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. there are, yeah, I think, um you know, I think, like, anything, uh you know, comedy, you know, like, any comedy, there's going to be... uh different people that are affected by different things. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's Saturday Night uh, Night Live had recently did a skit about um, essentially doing heroin in the morning to get through your day. Mm. uh, uh, uh. Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, that was a mouthful for me right there. (laughs) Um, You know, and I thought it was hysterical. Mm. um, And then, you know, my cousin who uh, had, you know, who lost his son to a heroin overdose Mm. did not find it so funny, did not find it amusing. I thought it was kind of was like, well, I'm never watching that show again. And I mm. wasn't going to sit there and say, you know, oh, get over it. You know, yeah. like we each have our crosses to bear and we each, mm-hmm. you know, what is insulting to one might not, you know, my yeah. reality and my life and my identity is very mm-hmm. specific to me. Um, so that's kind of why this, you know, mm. affected me. It probably affected me more because it is one of my favorite shows. Mm. Um, and you're not expect, you know, when you, you know, uh things can easily get ruined for you as you know mm. times are, you know in 2019 and watching things you know that were produced even just you know as little as a decade ago you know you really start to see like things that you know were problematic that you enjoyed and you know mm. so like i think it's, everyone's going to be affected by different things differently and this for me is what affected me yeah
2: yeah i mean i i definitely agree with that i think that for me What did it and why this feels more like uh, again like whether this was intended this way I don't think it was intended this way but at the same time intent means nothing when offense happens Uh, but why I think it feels more like an attack is because there are no trans people on staff there are no that we know of there are no people no prominent trans people on the show and if there were maybe she could get away with it because then there'd be somebody there but like you look at a lot of the other uh, jokes. And this is a problem that I have with a lot of Tina Fey's stuff is that she will make jokes about groups of people that aren't a part of her shows. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why I have major issues. And, like, it's not always the case. Like, a lot of them, like, um, if you look at the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, she did bring in a couple of, like, Native, uh, Native American First Nation people actors, but also made most of the joke that Jenna, Mar- the person that plays Jenna Maroney, I can't think of her name offhand. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jane
1: Krakowski?
2: Oh yeah, Jane Krakowski. Yes. yes. Uh, and I love Jane Krakowski, but like Jane Krakowski, quote unquote, does not look like Native American and is not yeah. Native American. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's part of the joke. And yeah. um so it, it just kind of feels like she wants to make the jokes without doing the work and i realize like she's a hardworking person as far as like that's what i hear all the time is she's so hard-working she's constantly like on herself about her own stuff and it's just like okay well maybe she should be better about being on her stuff when she's because the stuff that's about her are hilarious like yeah yeah. like all of her because i know that she has had issues with fluctuating weight uh she has been like and like she's talked about that. She's been very vocal about that. Um, And, but also like her thing about her loving food is just very funny. Yeah.
3: yeah. Like
2: uh, even the stuff with like Tracy, Tracy Jordan or Tracy Morgan, honestly, like I just think of him as Tracy Jordan, but like he's (laughs) there, he's in the room. So when we're making fun of him and a lot of like certain cultures and certain people, it's like, that's because they're in the room.
1: They're in the room. And Mm -hmm. and I believe most of these people were co-writers with, you know, on the show. So they're, they're part of, you know when you're working with full com- you know comedians mm-hmm. of, of different backgrounds and they're in the writer room or mm-hmm. they have an ex- a producer credit on the show, mm-hmm. they have some sort of say on what goes on. Whether or not we find, I mean, listen, I've gone on the show you know multiple times and stated like in my film Lady Peacock, I mm-hmm. used the I say a couple, I use the T word and you know I wouldn't do that now. So like mm-hmm. you know I acknowledge that like you know. Um, things like that happen, and, and what we think as a trans person, you know, I thought that was okay at mm-hmm. that time, and now I know it's not, so I'm not saying that people of different ethnicities and different mm-hmm. backgrounds can't look back and say, oh, well, I did give my okay on that, and mm. meh, meh, maybe I shouldn't have, yeah. um, you know, and that brings me to kind of my mm. next um, issue with not necessarily 30 Rock or uh, and Tina Fey, but mm. Tina Fey has gone on record to say that, like, comedians have to s- kind of stop apologizing Um, Mm. and, and this cancel culture is nonsense and, you know, and listen, like maybe because like, you know, I know people are going to wonder why I'm more forgiving to Tina Fey than I am to say Dave Chappelle Mm. and cis women are murdering trans people Mm. like men are like cis men are. So like, yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm a big fan of take it from who it comes, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's less threatening when a cis woman's doing it. It's just a fact, you know, as opposed Mm. to a cis man. Um, For me, that's a fact, you know, for yeah. me, and you know, I'm not saying that emotional and, and, and things like that aren't as mm-hmm. important in your words count, but statistically wise, mm-hmm. I'm not scared for, you know, my, you know, myself or as a trans person with a, what, what does she weigh, 120 pounds right now? And she's like, what, I five, no six? <laughs> like, yeah. she's like, yep. she's not mm-hmm. a physical that's, threat to me. And mm. that, you know, for me is... Maybe, maybe why I look mm. at it a little bit differently, or maybe I just see that she's, you know, done other things that are positive, uh, and maybe that's why I'm more forgiving, whereas Dave Chappelle kind of doubled down, um, yeah. You know, but I think time will tell. I think that all of these things are going to come out. Uh, I think people are going to start looking at the same way we are looking at, like, right now Friends is under a lot of scrutiny. Yeah. city Which, you know. I mean, maybe it should be. But and at the same time, be. like, wow, okay. Yeah. Yep. So, like, mm-hmm. I think, like, this is going to happen in 30 rounds, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's going to happen with a couple of these mm-hmm. episodes. And, mm-hmm. and maybe to will pull it. Like, with Seinfeld, mm-hmm. the uh, the Puerto Rican Day Parade episode mm-hmm. is the only one that they've ever pulled. Yep. Um, and, and maybe that'll happen with, you know – a couple, more, not just this episode, or but overall in television history, like, maybe mm. it just won't get syndicated uh, on the more problematic episodes. Yeah. Well, and
2: and just kind of going back to that one moment, and again, like, I know that we're hyper-focused on this one line. Yeah. Which is just, like, that's a thing, but that's part of what we're coming here to do. is yeah. like, okay, because I, I want there to be good. I want it to continue to be good. Because, honestly, like, I like messed up humor. I like, yeah. but at the same time, I feel like where this falls short and why i don't like this joke is because it's literally the only use of talking about trans people right now in this again like this is second season is essentially saying like there was an earlier joke but i'll get to that like but like it's basically saying like haha now he's gonna have to like now he's it's it's like a sad thing it's a mean thing it's uh, yeah. like ha now he's gonna have to like have sex with a trans woman and it's he's gonna be like oh I could have had I could have had Liz Lemon and it's just like and now I'm, I'm now I'm
1: stuck with it, with yeah. like, this lesser it is it's like, yeah fuck
2: you yeah it's literally it's literally making it so that trans women uh in this specific case are lesser yeah and it's just
1: like yeah. oh, fuck off. <Yeah> yeah um, it's yeah it's it's yeah. a line it's mm-hmm. a throw it, it's something that feels probably from a cisgender perspective as a throwaway line where yeah. from a trans perspective it's not uh-huh.
2: and like literally if there were trans women on the show or tr- like yeah. non-binary people on the show anybody who was on the show that could actually a just like i know that we don't just want random representation we want good representation but okay. at the same time even if you're even if they were just in the room <laughs> yeah there would a be more jokes with them involved and be it it would lessen the blow it's just like man like yeah i'm i'm here for eventually having fucked up comedy yeah yeah. but like at the same time it's got to come from somewhere it can't just be like it can't just come into existence without us it cannot come into existence in a trans vacuum (laughs) i guess (laughs) like i guess is my final point on that but yeah um so Before we move on to the other two episodes, uh, unless... Did you have anything else that you wanted to say? Because honestly, the rest of... The only other thing, actually, before we move on is what I found interesting was when they finally get to the Teamsters, because there's this whole other subplot of the sandwich. Like It's called Sandwich Day because the Teamsters apparently go to this one deli, and it has (laughs) the most amazing sandwiches with the dipping sauce. And... Once they confront the Teamsters, because they are still hungry and they still want more sandwich, so they eat Liz's sandwich. And then Liz, again, we're talking about, like, Tina Fey and the food. Yeah. Like, her her character Liz goes, like, I'll cut you all if yeah. I don't get this sandwich. <laughs> and so they go to the Teamsters and they're, like, okay. Like, so the Teamsters treat them very, like, uh, what is it, um, uh, refer to the cast as girls. And, again, like, this is the all-male members of the writing team yeah the, um, yeah the,
1: well it's, yep. it's the yeah the teamsters are uh predominantly uh in, within the industry known yep. as being very cisgender white and yep. and kind of grandfathered in so they're mm. usually not very much in love with the art aspect of entertainment but yeah. more like this is a good paying job hoorah <laughs> yeah
2: and and so like they so 30 rock has definitely painted them as this like <laughs> as this um and in particular, like, just calling all the men, like, uh, like uh, calling them girls, and then say, like, they tried to make two of them kiss. I think it was, um, <laughs> who was it? Anyway, it doesn't matter who it was, but it was, like, sport coat, you're the girl. And it's just like,
1: okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, there's definitely...
2: Which I feel like the only reason I really want to highlight is because I feel like, yes, that's messed up, and yes, we can, like, look forward. But, like, I almost don't hate it because it is representing a style of masculinity that does still exist and this idea yeah. of like if we're all men we're gonna refer to like people that we feel are lesser as women which is fucked up but at the same time it's real
1: it's real yeah yeah it's real. And, and and sometimes <laughs> like you know um and not that i'm saying that's okay and we should all be better but like i yeah. like they seem very much to me like like my dad is to, like my dad is my my biggest mm-hmm. fan will will go to bat for me my, mm-hmm. i'm very 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 lucky um, well, not lucky, that's how it should be, but that's the reality is I am lucky. Yeah. Um. But, like, he'll still say to I me, mean, like, when I'm acting a little bit more feminine or walking a little bit more light in the loafers, he'll be like, oh, you want me to get you a purse? Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, and, like, it, it's yeah. not coming from necessarily a, a hateful place. It's coming mm-hmm. from a, you know, uh, poking fun kind of yeah. pulling your chain kind of mm-hmm. place. And And that's kind of how... I think that's why I didn't even think of that scene as, yeah. as kinda of homophobic because it seemed so like playful and nonviolent, yeah. but playful. Mm. Um but yeah, I mean that's still very much a I mean, I work at a carpentry shop and yep. and that's the humor all God. <laughs> yeah. Damn like like and that's day. the thing. Like I don't <laughs> think it
2: like and that's why that didn't bother me that much, is cause it's just like, okay, this just feels like a thing and again like yes we should be like working past it and yes we should be but at the same time like that felt more real than necessarily like a specific dig at trans women or yeah. a specific dig at like it's just like okay yep they're they're showing a like this is how some people do actually talk and
1: yeah. let's yep. and I don't know what, mm-hmm. what would have been better I mean like yeah. like you know we shouldn't be you know judging people on their looks you know and like so I don't know what that line could have been that would have been yeah. better but it definitely could have been finessed
2: yeah yeah but but even then it's just like like i say it's just like okay like that one didn't bug me nearly as much as like yeah because it was just like it just felt very targeted and that's yeah so okay so before we move on to the next couple episodes i think it's time for an ad break because we have those now
1: Nice.
2: (laughs) all right so we're back All right. (laughs) I hope you had a good ad break. Um, So we're talking about season four now. And when you initially pitched me 30 Rock, AJ, I was like, all right, well, we got to figure out some sort of anchor. And for me, this was the right anchor. Um, Season four, episodes 19 and 22. These are two episodes that feature, um, (laughs) what was his name? Uh, It's not Bill Hader. It is Will Forte. Will Forte. Will Forte as uh, a new partner for Jenna.
1: No, oh, isn't it Jason
2: Jason Sudeikis? No, yeah. he was uh he was Floyd.
1: Oh I'm sorry. I'm yeah I, I'm like wait, I was I am You're right, he was, yeah. Night. I was like <laughs> <laughs> right, sorry. About oh that. no, Ashley, it's oh. not yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh man, I spent too much on that. Yeah, IMDb no, Jason Sudeikis
2: looking... was in this, but you're you're a little behind, AJ. <laughs> oh,
1: sorry about that.
2: <laughs> um Yeah, so for me, like this is a fascinating one. And the reason that I wanted to bring this up is because, uh, so we, do you want to kind of go through how we meet Will Forte's character, Paul? Uh, I believe he eventually becomes Paul last name, but I think he had a different name in this one, but yeah.
1: Um, so essentially, uh, Jenna Maroney is introducing, uh, her new boyfriend to, uh, Tina Fey and, or Liz Lemon and the character Pete. Uh, and they realize there's something a little bit, Strange about uh, the introduction, so they decide to follow him, and they follow him into a bar that winds up being a drag bar, where they realize he is a Jenna Maroney impersonator, (laughs) Uh, so it's pretty fantastic, he's singing the song Muffin Top, which is... Uh, John Maroney's song uh, that she kind of sings on on Charlie Rose, I believe, at one point. During yeah, the, during like the I know,
2: I think they they like I think it was like literally the first time we see Jenna is she's singing that song she's, like in the entire series is <laughs> right. like, she's singing that song. Yeah, that's so it just shot, it literally yeah. becomes her anthem throughout the series. Yeah, it's pretty great. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so she's yeah she's um, so she's dating this drag queen uh, Paul who in this episode is uh she says um or one of these two episodes uh she identifies him as straight she says when a woman's dating a straight man who performs in drag for a most mostly gay audience she expects certain things Uh, i think that was the next episode
2: but you're absolutely right that's part uh yes but when a girl dates a straight uh, dates a straight man who's (laughs) dressed as her for mostly gay audiences yeah 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 i've only watched so. the
1: show a couple of times but i didn't need to look at my notes to know yeah. that line yep <laughs> uh, so but i think later on in further seasons when they mm. get more serious uh mm-hmm. she identifies him as him as a gender non-conforming is how she says it <laughs> uh which is when they i believe have okay they, they have someone coming over and they say oh the sitter is coming over and you think mm-hmm. it's like the dogs that are a babysitter, baby it's literally like a guy that's coming over to sit on them. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so it, it's definitely a, the most more ridiculous of characters. Yeah. Um, but that's essentially what his career path is, is being a Jenna Maroney impersonator.
2: Yeah. Um, so for me, why I wanted to talk about this one is particularly because like we like obviously AJ you have a lot of history in uh the drag scene here in New York City as well um and so this is very much like him performing in drag um and so I'm not gonna do the loaded question because I feel like we could do multiple episodes on like oh is drag transphobic because just I mean the the cliff notes is no, but I mean yeah, it can be <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah like oh, like anything it has yeah. problems mm-hmm. you know.
2: but particularly for this because he does dress like Jenna in everyday life once <laughs> it is revealed this is like a thing where it's like, okay what what do we think of this like what like what are just your opinions what are your feelings uh based on this coming from like a trans lens
1: yeah um I think you know. Because it's so much to unpack with Paul and Jenna's life, they are also extraordinarily kinky.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they, <laughs> you know, uh, they do things that are um a little bit out of your your vanilla norm, even in just a makeout scene. Uh, when Liz Lemon sees Jenna and and Paul dresses Jenna making out. She's like, Ew, Jenna, why are you touching his boob?" And like, he yeah, has, that like, pissed me off. I'm her. not gonna lie, it's I was so... with it. I was
2: <laughs> with it. I really was. And that line made me so mad. But go it's, on.
1: It's so it's, it's so the reason it doesn't make me mad is because mm. being someone that's within the drag community, the amount of times I've seen men, gay boys, grab drag queens' butts, thinking that they're gonna be able to feel the butt. I'm like, you know how much padding is there? <laughs> so it's like it's not. It's like they're. Like, I don't think Paul is even realizing that it's mm. happening. Like it's not for him. It's for Jenna because Jenna wants to feel Jenna's boobs. Mm. So like so well, like Jenna's so in yeah. love with her. So for me, it that didn't bother me because I just feel like she's so obsessed with herself. There's also mm. another episode you realize she's talking to herself in the mirror and mm. she's saying like a goodbye. I think it's like one of the final episodes and they're mm. like taking away her dressing room mirror and that's when she's crying and she's like touching the mirror like you've always been there. So she's like so obsessed with herself, which which is these, why I like, like gave it a pass maybe.
2: So like for, for these actions and this, that was kind of a thing where I was just like, okay, they've made this more that she's absolutely in love with herself. So yeah. she gets, oh, hold on. There was a line that I wrote down. Um, da, 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 um, hold on. I won a Jenna Maroney impersonator contest? Oh, well, first off, Paul won a Jenna Maroney impersonator <laughs> contest. I came in fourth. Yes. <laughs> which I um, came in fourth. <laughs> uh, she she finally gets to which love totally herself. Happen. That was the line. She finally gets to love herself. <laughs> and I'm like, I like that. It's still got issues, and I think like because it's all wrapped up in a lot of like transphobic garbage like specifically he says i'm the luckiest man in the world yeah and again like they do make the character it's still a joke they do make the character a non-binary what non-binary yeah later on yeah yeah. in the
1: seasons they don't Mm -hmm. make a thing about it but and Mm -hmm. also like as we all know we identify as different things throughout time Mm -hmm. and this is i want to say since this episode is season two Mm -hmm. i want to say that episode is probably more like season six yeah. So, you know, for sake of episodes mm. that we're talking about, I'm referring yeah. him as him, Right. Um, you know, because that's the season we're in. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I also, just because Will Forte identifies as male in real life, I... I... It's and it's meant to be a joke. I'm okay yeah. with it, yeah, no, totally. because it's like, all right, they're they're doing it as a joke. They don't mean it, so fuck, so fuck this it's character funny. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I I like and I and I say fuck this character. I don't hate the character, but at the same yeah. time, like, fuck this character. So all right, like, you you the writers can't even keep it straight. So that's fine. I'll, yeah. I'm not gonna try. This character says they call him he in these episodes. I'm gonna keep it that way Um until. I go further into it and see more episodes again yeah. and then we talk about that <laughs> um but <laughs> with with that in mind like I I just uh, like I'm the luckiest man in the world that just uh I'm not gonna like because it didn't hurt it's not like because there are some things that just like hurt and it's just like ah oh, fuck this it's just yeah. like this was more of just like all right. Now something <laughs> like, that, that yeah, it didn't mm. it didn't
1: bother me so much. It, yeah. It's also so interesting because I think again like w- watching it through a different year and a different lens. Um, you know, I was you know friends with this person uh, mm. probably about ten years back, and she called me Shim, Ooh. and now yeah now now yeah. 2019 age is like uh mm-hmm. 2000 I want to say seven age I was like <laughs> like <laughs> like mm. I, I yeah. thought it was hilarious. I thought mm-hmm. it was funny. So I think. You know, I think that's you know, something I often say on the show mm-hmm. is our perceptions of things, our surroundings change. Mm-hmm. I think we're a lot more sensitive due to the fact that like mm-hmm. you know, it's two thousand nineteen and we have, you know, a president who has now allowed every idiot to, uh-huh. to say what they want, whereas people used to hate me in the privacy of their living room and I was <laughs> more than fine with that. Hate me in your house, yeah. yo, but don't bring that shit outside. Mm-hmm. Like and now it's it's so out there, so I think that like Uh, Not that we shouldn't be more aware and we shouldn't be, you know, more sensitive to things. But I think because we're always so goddamn raw right now, Mm. because how can't you be that like things that normally wouldn't bother me Mm. are I'm feeling like worse about them because I'm feeling more like deep down. Yeah, that's how you actually feel.
2: Well, and, and kind of just sort of like reflecting off of what you just said, part of it was also this friend of yours, this person that used that term for you. They said it to you. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, like, an actor saying it, or, like, it wasn't them yeah. saying it to each other while you're in the room with hoping that you don't hear it type yeah. of thing. It was a, like... It was a thing that, like... There's, there's this idea of, like, in-group and out-group, and this was very much an in-group thing. Mm. Whereas yeah. that, because there are no... And again, like, maybe there were some, like, pages who were trans. <laughs> like, maybe there were some people working at NBC who are trans that just, like, totally loved it, but, like...
1: And like, there is no representation NBC of Out. trans people like, there. NBC Out like, is very, mm-hmm. very, you know, a great organization. Yeah. They, they, they do, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, yeah, it, it's when mm-hmm. there's not somebody in the room. Yeah. Of that, you know.
2: Like, I'm sorry. If they're not in the room, the joke is off limits. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, I, yeah. yeah.
2: And if they're in the room and they tell you the joke is off limits, guess what? The joke's off limits.
1: And, I mean, that actually, but, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, not to go too off topic, but. I, I was at work the other day, and mm-hmm. you know we play all sorts of music. It's a carpentry shop, yep. And all of a sudden, there's this there's, this rap song. And listen, I like all sorts of music. I love mm-hmm. rap. Like I grew up in the '90s. I love rap. Mm-hmm. But there's this like underground rap that it's going and saying n-word and it's talking about beating up, you know, gay people and calling women derogatory names. And I'm looking around and I'm realizing there's not one person of color at work today. Mm. And I was like. We shouldn't be listening to this right now. Like, first mm-hmm. of all, we shouldn't be listening to that at work, anyway. Yeah. Like, if you wouldn't listen to it as an accountant, don't mm-hmm. listen to it. It's still a job. And just but to like, clarify, it like...
2: it's because there's a lot of like very specifically like a uh, 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 violence towards various people in the the lyrics, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's not that. Because there are no people of color, you can't listen to rap. No, That's of course, you're of yeah. course, yeah, no, no, mm-hmm. of course.
1: It's it's yeah. that specific language yeah. within rap. You know, mm-hmm. uh you know, any any music, if they put on the Guns N' Roses song with the N word in it with the F word in it. Whoa, like, what? I was going to yeah, say, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know that Guns oh, N' no, Roses song. It, like, Guns N' like, Roses should not be using that word. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, but like the F no. word, like, I would be like, like, turn that off too. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's definitely not yeah. the type of music. I'm like, you want to listen to Missy Elliott and Lizzo all day, I'm down, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, you can't be listening to, you know, it, it felt very yeah. wrong. So it's mm-hmm. like, if there's not, because there was no, I couldn't see someone from that, you know, from the, the group of people that they would, you know, being, that this lyric was about. I, I looked around, I was like. No, this is not. <laughs> this is not okay. Um, yeah. you know, and I think that I the same thing with the writers' room. It's like don't mm. write jokes about a group of people if there's no one from that group of people representing to say that's funny yeah. or it's not. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, and and even then, like I know uh, there was a thing going around in uh, the trans in many like trans performance circles that SNL was looking for a for trans representation for one of their most recent sketches. And it was to the point where I couldn't even figure out what they used the okay. transfers person for, but it was because they were doing the LGBTQ, um, uh, Democrat. I forget exactly what it was, but it, like the democratic, like LGBTQ, caucus i don't know okay. but yeah like something like that and it was just like okay they wanted to have trans people in the like physically shown in the audience oh, of that. Nice. and it's like oh okay i mean which is great that's I fine mean, yeah. yeah
1: like like, show, like hey
2: in it's... in a way yeah we're kind of props then but at the same time like yeah it's getting us in the room yeah All it's right. getting us in the yeah. room it's getting okay. in the room yeah
1: it's, right. it's it's putting mm-hmm. your face on television it's mm-hmm. it's you know it's showing yeah you know that we would have we would have done mm-hmm. anything for when you know back and particularly we for
2: that piece that was more about making fun of the candidates as opposed <laughs> to making fun of trans people. And I was like, good, yeah. make fun just, of the candidates.
1: Billy Porter announcing it like pose oh, was so good. Warning, 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 yeah. Which was also mm-hmm. amazing uh because I feel like straight like cis people just watched it and was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yeah. <laughs> Also, just give Billy
2: Porter everything. Everything, just, just whatever he <laughs> wants to do, just like ask him. What do you want to do? It's like, great. Just we'll, let's, it we'll make you. it happen. Yep. Just, just whatever he wants to do.
1: So amazing. Uh, <laughs> so amazing.
2: Cool. So, um, like those, those are the main problems that I had with the the episode. Is just like a lot of the language used, and then like there's also this certain thing where it's like they're trying to figure out. And it was more because Jenna dates people that, um. Like, the whole joke is that Jenna dates people that do weird things. Yes, yeah. And I think it's also important for us to just kind of state that, uh, like, we're not trying to kink shame. Hey, you know, like, sexuality is amazing. Yeah, do your thing, bro. Get it, get it. (laughs) But at the same time, there is a certain uh, other issue of, like... And Paul is not a trans woman. Eventually, again, it becomes more confusing. But, like, there is a certain amount of, like, sexualizing that goes on because paul uh is like dressing as a woman and specifically dressing as jenna and it's just like all right like i kind of give it like i didn't whatever
1: but at the same time i yeah. was just
2: like all right there is still this aspect that i kind of can't unsee fair
1: And uh, uh, yeah <laughs> i want to bring up um mm. sometimes they do things that are uh if you just listen to the the dialogue it sounds homophobic or transphobic um mm. but it's kind of genius in a way it's, it's put out there um at one point uh tina Fey- liz lemon is dating uh matt damon who goes by carol oh that's right yep, um yep. Mm-hmm. and we have paul s- standing there in full drag looking like a woman mm-hmm. you know looking you know uh in, in drag and and <laughs> she- he introduces and-, and matt damon says hi i'm carol and he goes carol that's a girl's name and he's standing there in a full dress <laughs>
2: this was this, was this when so he was good. because the other thing that I actually really loved was um he was having this whole issue with Jenna uh where he dressed like share yes and <laughs> it was this whole thing about like Jenna not liking that he like basically like you can't dress like two different people you can't <laughs> it's just like uh and so then the the compromise was he shows up to the wedding dressed as like the they and this is like a, a very like specific thing I've seen a lot in old. Uh, movies, old television shows, like I'm thinking, like Green Acres was one, or maybe it was Get <laughs> Smart, where they've got the like the person in like half dress and half suit. Yeah. But instead of that, They're it's half share, of... half Jenna.
1: Kind of loved It's so good, and yeah. you know, and I think it's important to to also kind of throw back when you know Paul says like. Carol, that's a girl's name, and he's dressed in full drag, (laughs) kind of go, you know, it's kind of like Mm -hmm. uh, a joke, and it's, you know, playing on itself. And kind of you throw it back to when Liz Lemons, you know, says whenever he goes home with a corn poem, Mm T-word, she also looks so unbelievably terrible yeah, that there is this kind of like, well, really... Not getting worse than you right now, girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so it's like the whole playing like, mm. of 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 being, you know, even though it's still disgusting and an insult, mm-hmm. of still like saying it while she's looking terrible. Um, it it kind of like kind of has the same effect a little bit as when Paul is saying, you know. But again, it's to an extent, to an extent, to an extent what they're trying to do because, and how it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. like an intent versus impact. Right. You know, and well, I think that was the intention versus yeah. the impact of right. what it had.
2: And, and I think that the reason that it has the, the impact that it does, at least again, like I'm only one person, yeah. but at the same time, like the reason that it has that impact is because she is the main character of this show. She is the like person that's in charge of TGS. She is like, there are people that have more power than her, but she has a large amount of power. Yeah. And because of that, this power that she has, it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Sometimes she gets hung. And she, sometimes she gets angry. And sometimes she's like, uh, she immediately after she pulls the, um, like she opens the door and he's there and he just yells, (laughs) (laughs)
1: "Crone."
2: and like yes that is funny because but part of it in order to get to that joke in order to uplift her to the point where she feels so good she has to put down she trans to, yeah. to get there
1: and that still yeah bugs me yeah I mean, oh, she's like 100 yup, mm-hmm. and again you know it, it's always yeah. intent for impact you mm-hmm. know it's yeah you know um but i am i am hoping that uh her whole idea of i'm scared she's getting uh too unrelatable. Uh, uh, you know, she's gone on record yeah. saying that she doesn't believe in cancel culture, and mm-hmm. you know this idea that comics need to push boundaries. I'm like, who, who said that? Like, yeah. your job as a comic is to be funny, not to push mm-hmm. boundaries. Like, we're not looking for you for political commentary. Make me laugh, and if you're not making me laugh, mm-hmm. you're not doing your job as a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, honestly, and then she's also mm-hmm. like, she she's shitting on the Oscars about the Oscars getting too political, and she's like, yeah. oh, this was some Hollywood bullshit, and it's like. No, this, everyone in America is watching the Oscars. This is mm-hmm. when we need you to mm-hmm. put on that Hollywood bullshit. Yeah. That's the time. So, like, I'm nervous she's kind of getting a little, uh, getting the case of the Ellen DeGeneres and getting unrelatable. Man, that was a <laughs> hell of a fall from, yeah. like, you know, so it's, well, no, yeah. you know, so I'm hoping that she doesn't turn around and sees that, you know, um, well, and again, I think, I, you know, I think in the future it'll happen.
2: I also, and so we like, just to just to throw this out, we don't know Tina Fey. We've never, I've never met Tina Fey, rather. Yeah. Um, I'd be
1: more than happy to be the trans yeah. person in the room that she pays if she well, would like. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I, and I think that that's, that's part of the issue is that, like, okay, you can't retreat if you're getting criticism. You're in a very high-profile space, but the other big thing is, like, she has this issue that a lot of white particularly white cis women in spaces like this have where it's like, okay, I had to do this. I had to fight this way. I like the, the SNL writers room, as far as like from what we hear from secondhand commentary from people that are not cis white men is that it is a very rigorous and harsh room to be in. Yeah. And I mean, they were the fact that she was a head writer of SNL. The fact that like, there are many things that are just like, yeah, like she got there. But I wonder how much of it is still ingrained in her that mm. she kind of has to still work through. But she might not. Especially, like, honestly, if she's made that much money, and I don't know how much money specifically, but, like, it's yeah. enough. It's
1: enough. She if, if she's
2: gotten to <laughs> this point does she feel that she needs to still self-reflect and based on a lot of these statements because i know that you sent me a couple of um videos that i'll try and grab the audio for so that our listeners can also hear at least some of the comments um like does she feel like she is willing to do that and especially based on a lot of these uh conversations that she's had no it it doesn't sound sound like like she's interested
1: No, it doesn't sound. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. Not even that she's not interested. She doesn't Mm. seem to think it's necessary. Um, And I think, I think accountability is something that we all should deem necessary. Yeah. Um. And sometimes it gets out of hand. I mean, like Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you know, we're, you know, we're ripping things apart now. You know, from you know, not looking at it from the time frame. But like, Mm -hmm. also like, I'm tired of watching. Going to watch, you know, the '80s. Everything I go to watch with my nieces and nephews. It's like random homophobia. We watched yeah. Monster Squad the other day. It Monster was, Squad is a holy hell of a yeah. Shit. Wow.
2: Okay. I was like, <laughs> yep. I was
1: like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. I remember this movie. And, like we're selling my parents' yeah. house. So I was like, oh look, I got this DVD. Threw it in. Nope. Yeah. And then I was like, and, I, and the same thing happened with Babysitter's Club like a month ago. I, th- you know, Thor. I didn't even
2: know that. Really. They called
1: Thor the F word. You know how they like, the little girls like obsessed Wait. with Thor and all the brothers like goes, you know Thor's a, and says the no. F word. Yeah. There's, Randomly just like Oh my like, god Teen okay. Wolf. Teen Wolf. He's about to tell him that I've still he, never he, seen Teen Wolf. Yeah, he's about to Alec, Alec um mm-hmm. what's his name? Michael Jay Fox Michael J. Fox. No, yep. Michael J. Fox is about to I'm like Michael Keaton no that's I, bad
2: Yeah man. I would love to see Michael Keaton yeah, in Teen Wolf, right? Right, now. right now like he's playing a post, teen post he, <laughs> he could do it. I love Michael Keaton enough to know he could do it.
1: But he's You believe tell. him. <laughs> I believe him.
2: At first you wouldn't and then like as like maybe two or three scenes in you're just like wait that's Michael Keaton wait, wait he's a he's a fully grown adult man.
1: It's amazing. <laughs> But Michael J. Fox is about to tell his best friend mm-hmm. that he's a wolf. Yeah. And his best friend's like, you're not going to tell me your F word. You're not going to tell me an F word. Uh, and it's like, yeah. can I not watch – Like, mm-hmm. I'm nervous to watch a never-ending story. All of a sudden, Ontario's like, hey, F words. Like, <laughs> like, like when oh, he's yelling God. out his mom's yeah. name yeah. and it's just, mm-hmm. like, well, <laughs> lesbian instead of, like, some derogatory yeah. slut instead of a
2: name. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, well, ah. well, and, and I think – particularly for like the idea of context in time. Cause I know like, that's like the time that the thing comes out and the time that, and even for a lot of other pieces, like we've covered on the show silence of the lambs dog that Day came out afternoon. in the nineties dog Day afternoon. Yeah. And so we have covered a lot of things from different time periods, but at the same time, there have been backlashes there have been major things people have like gone after because it doesn't accurately represent so as much as it is a thing that like oh you know we look at this and it's like oh it was a different time it's like yeah it was a different time yeah. in hollywood is a different time in television but at the same time at the same time they were being met with this criticism by the people that should levy that criticism ah maybe that's the wrong word but yeah but should have that criticism and so It is tough to because I agree with you. I think that there are some things where it's like, wow, yeah, if only. But at the same time, a lot of these jokes didn't need to
1: happen. They didn't need to happen. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Oh, my secondary audio is dead. Okay, anyway. No.
2: No. Uh, Anyway, so I think we're at a point where we should start wrapping up. All right. So, what is there anything else that we didn't get to talk about that you just absolutely need to talk about?
1: um again i think uh i think it's i think it's something you actually said i think the first episode that i ever did with you you said mm-hmm. just because it's transphobic doesn't make it not funny right um and and i think that's something that's you know uh something important you know we all have our levels of what we can tolerate and what we can't mm-hmm. um and what we can laugh at and what we can't uh you know um for me 30 rock still remains to be one of my favorite shows mm-hmm. uh it hasn't been ruined uh yet for me we'll Mm. find out you know in two years if it's more problematic than we realize now yeah um you know as time will always tell time is not kind to any media really Mm. um you have to really make an amazing movie to to not to not have it blasted through a social you know a a social commentary lens um you know but i i i'm still you know a, a big fan and uh and randomly I'm I'm friends with dot com on Facebook and like oh, we talk all the time. It's really? so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I like weird like weird flex, page but I'm and, into it. No, it's yeah. like like I've never met him. It's so bizarre. Like I yeah. just commented one day and he was like, you know what? That's funny. And I was like Did he just he did dot com I was like, yo, Grizz comes over? I'm done. Yeah. I'm done.
2: <laughs> I honestly think dot com and Grizz were like the best part of that show. <laughs> uh, so well, let's let's talk about that then, because you already started kind of like going into that. Uh, let's start with, was not enjoyable? What do you think? Like particularly these episodes, but just in general, Thirty Rock was it yeah, enjoyable?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Thirty Rock is definitely enjoyable, and these episodes, although they they have problematic parts in it, like mm-hmm. they're still hysterical. I mean, like maybe mm. not those, obviously not those lines, but you know, when we when when Paul turns around mm-hmm. on on the stage and he's Jen Maroney, like. That I can watch it a million times, and I'm hysterical laughing. Like that is mm. funny. It's enjoyable. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, big fan
2: I honestly, I feel really conflicted because it's not that this ruined it for me. It's not like I was just like, oh, it's because they said these things. I'm not into this like I if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I like a lot of really bad things, <laughs> both from a taste perspective as well as just very transphobic things. um, but, At the same time, like, I feel like 30 Rock, for what it was, because what it was for me was this whole different thing. It was probably the best television at the time. Uh, It was one of those, like, after post-Arrested Development, no laugh track things that I was just like, yes, we need this! But it, it just got, honestly, like, it just feels like safe... I'm laying in a hotel and there's nothing on, I guess I'll throw this on, I guess I'll throw scrubs on, I guess I'll throw <laughs> like, it's just like, all right, yeah, it's just start. It's non-offensive hotel watching material at this yeah. point. Cause I just, I didn't find myself laughing nearly as much. And I forgot a lot of these subplots, like the peacock subplot. And like, it's just like, man, yeah, these, these subplots were like still new to me again. And it was just like, eh, I'm okay not digging it. Yeah. 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 And okay. I, so I, I don't necessarily know that I want to put a number on it, but it's just like, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know if I
1: ever need to watch this again unfortunately <laughs> yeah. um, Which is definitely unfortunately mm. I feel like I haven't seen a good sitcom in a minute like we just haven't mm. yeah I haven't there are some like good really... ones I can
2: recommend but yeah but I, I hear that mm-hmm. um, so what about transphobia Uh, you can put it again 1 to 10 you can just say like how you feel like d- is it transphobic
1: Um, I would say these episodes 10 being the most transphobic 1 being not, I would say like those lines are, I would say those lines are yeah. at, uh, an eight for me. Uh, mm-hmm. At least that one line uh, yeah. is an eight for me. The Schman thing was like, nah, you're a drag queen. Drag queens are, you yeah. know, I'm, like we mentioned before, like mm-hmm. I'm very engulfed in the drag community. I, mm-hmm. You know, and I say all the time, like, when cis men attack me on Facebook, I'm like, I'm friends with professional mean girls. Like, yeah. you're not <laughs> you're not going to insult me. <laughs> like, Like, that was what my friends mm-hmm. texted me this morning yeah. as a good morning. Like... <laughs> Uh, like, so like you know uh, I think my once you, you, you're you a a drag queen I think things that come out of your mouth take a lot more to offend me than yeah. not in drag <laughs>
2: I hear that I for me honestly I think because Tina Fey as a human doubled down and yes you know like oh, the, the, the art should be separate from the artist at the same time nah her face is on the whole thing yeah. so mm-hmm, yeah. she put herself there um, I think because she's doubled down, I just, I feel like it's more transphobic. I That's feel like fair. it's, I feel like it's even more than when I watched it initially and said, ah, it's kind of fucked up, but I can give her a pass. I'm not going to say that I won't ever give a person a pass. Things can happen. People can change. Yeah, People can reevaluate yeah. what they're doing. But as we talk right now, it's just, yeah. I'm, I'm good. You, you just wanted to use this as a punchline. So, f- Meh. uh, I don't have a number uh, I guess it's just a fuck you yeah a disappointment a transphobic fuck you, <laughs> yep. fair so. enough, fair mm-hmm. enough, yeah. Great. So how can people find you if you want them to find you?
1: Uh, so right now, um, yes, please find me if you have nice <laughs> things to say. Um, be nice. I'm a sensitive boy. Be, um, be, be nice to AJ. <laughs> um, but if you want to find me, uh, my newest film is going to be in the film film festival circuit soon. It's called Neon Boys, and that's Neon Boys the Film on Instagram. Ooh,
2: and, Okay. Uh, very awesome uh for me obviously the the podcast you can find it on at is it transphobic on twitter uh right now tinyurl.com slash is it transphobic uh for the website you can find me specifically at lucretia dear for l-u-c-r-e-t-i-a-d-e-a-r and then the number four on twitter um and I have a new podcast. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's the
2: Right to Play podcast. It's all about playwriting, it's all about theater making, and it's one that I do with my co host Gina Femia nice. uh, who is just honestly my favorite playwright of all time. So if very you wanna cool. if you've ever wanted to write a play or you've written a million plays and you just wanna see what other people are talking about, yeah, check us
1: out. Check it out, very yeah, cool. The
2: right to play.
1: Very cool.
2: Awesome. So thank you so much for coming thank here. Thank you AJ. so much. Oh, always a
1: pleasure, always a pleasure. Thank Is It Transphobic was produced, edited, and coordinated by Ashley Lauren Rogers.
2: The Is It Transphobic logo was created by Phoenix Sweeney, and you can see more of their work at tinylionroars.github.io.
1: The original music you heard was all created by Vivian Aledrin, who you can find on Bandcamp at vivianaledrin.bandcamp.com.